Welcome. I'm Jay. And I'm Shaw. And this is Show 9! Show 9. Well, thank you, everyone, uh, for listening to Show 9. And hopefully all of the earlier shows. This We're, we're almost at the Big Ten. Did you know that, Shaw? I, that does come after 9, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Shaw, what are we talking about today? Uh, well, the movie Noah is coming out, and I thought it'd be kind of cool if we talked about Noah and the Ark and all that jazz. <laughs> and all that jazz. <laughs> okay. Yeah, cool. Um, I yeah. think that would be a good thing to talk about. Good. Good. Very good. All right. Well, can can we do it? Can we can we officially talk about my favorite part of any show? <sighs> yes, I think we can, Jay. Yes. <laughs> it is time for the Pope tweet. <laughs> The Pope tweeted uh, yesterday for us, I don't know, when it, whenever you listen to this, his most recent tweet, we cannot be tepid disciples. The church needs our courage in order to give witness to truth. Which, that, yeah. yeah. Do you have thoughts on this, Jane? I do. Uh, to me, it's kind of similar to the other things that he's been tweeting about, like stop is he being, retweeting content that it's is. not a retweet but it's it's in the same vein don't be dormant don't just sit idly mm-hmm. and be like i'm catholic here's my time card kachunk mm-hmm. and uh, i'm going to confession kachunk i'm i'm gonna go to the mass kachunk and i'm going home kachunk you know it's it's be out there do things that you make you feel uncomfortable. Have those uncomfortable conversations. Um, talk to people about Jesus, which is not the easiest thing to say. Yeah. Hey, man, you like Jesus? <laughs> I mean, you don't, you don't want to be one of those people that ring doorbells or anything. But sure. But there's there's good ways and easy ways of doing it. And um, sure. I mean, our podcast last week, we had Andrew Lynch on talking about the new evangelization, sort of what that means to kind of talk about Christ and bring Christ. It's easy maybe in a in a Catholic church, the Catholic classroom, talk about Christ. But I don't know if anyone, if you, do you get the Levin, Jay, the Archdiocesan newspaper? No. You don't? I don't either. I don't, I don't know why. I used to get it. Maybe the... For some reason, I... Got dumped off their mailing list. I but. think the paperboy is lost. The Levin paperboy <laughs> Maybe. is just like, my route's done. <laughs> but the Levin is our Archdiocesan newspaper. I'm sure most people listening get it to their house. For some reason, me and Jay got on the blacklist. I mm-hmm. don't know. But in this past week, um, I don't remember his last name, but John, one of our seminarians studying to be a priest here in the Archdiocese, is on just focus, the Catholic um, sort of college uh, sort of missionaries that go to colleges and they have this cool list that comes out just like Catholics 30 under 30. So they have all these different Catholics in the country that are like, hey, these are like the, the up and comers in sports or in the intellectual fields and like what they're doing for the for the faith in their own area. So one of our seminarians here from Kansas City made that list. And wow, really? Um, so he talking about this whole like well not not knocking on doors but when he was i think he grew up in maybe in topeka ah no here in kansas city uh but 
Mormons used to knock on his door and he apparently lived close to wherever like their headquarters were oh, or something. No. But he loved this and he would perpetually, I guess, invite them in for dinner and then just sit around and talk about the faith. But he, instead of like, you know, like the Mormons, like kind of asking their questions, he would perpetually apparently turn it around and ask them like, well, what about this? What about this? And sort of ask them their very probing questions on helping them to analyze their faith better. So he has since entered the seminary and he was good friends with Father Andrew Strobel up there, Prince of Peace, if anyone knows him um but just kind of cool like you know he kind of turned it on like well they're knocking on my door so i might as well evangelize them they're coming to me but knock on their minds <laughs> that's what he's gonna do wow that's anyway awesome. so kind of give us encouragement read the article it's really cool you can find it on the website that's where i found it since i don't get it delivered to my house mm. but hop on the leaven read about him and how he sort of takes evangelization to a whole new intellectual level I wow like it. i like it I, that's really cool Anyway, um, anyway, before we go on, yes. I did notice something on the St. Anne Youth Group Facebook feed. Yeah. Destruction happened. Oh, my gosh. Jay, why do you have to bring this up? I'm, There's I a video. I cried enough yesterday. Video out of the bulldozers. And, yeah. Um, yeah. The building has come down. If anyone has seen this recently, then... Our old youth group room has, along with all of the offices and all that kind of stuff, yeah, but the youth group room was just torn to, to bits and they've carted it off to some... <laughs> that was his microphone, so... yeah, I'm getting animated here. If you could <laughs> yeah. see a video, I'm all over the place. He is. Um, they carted off the youth group room and all of its remnant. We even left some, some old disgruntled couches in there, but they carted all that off. And yeah, it's a little bit sad. We're still... Pitching tent in the cafeteria yep. while we're waiting for the new cool building to be built, which I'm excited for. But in the interim, it's our youth group room is gone. Uh, <laughs> side note, um, I'm missing my iPod. Uh, is there? <laughs> Did you lose it in the couch cushion? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm not sure that one's recoverable. Oh, hope no. you had it backed up. Uh... Okay, um, <laughs> just kidding. I'm not missing my iPod, but thank you for all who were concerned, <laughs> which was no one. Check. Um, but now, let's move on to the big, the big yeah. topic, the which big, is the big deal. Noah. Noah. I mean, this is one of the biggest Christian movies to come out to theaters. A Christian story, Christian movie, but done by Darren Aronofsky, who yeah. is notorious for cutting edge film editing and what else has he done because i was looking at him well he's done the fountain he's done the wrestler he's done requiem for a dream wow trippy uh he's done what was um the black swan oh yeah and all of them are i mean they're rated r and they're very just kind of like it's a mental marathon with yeah. Aronofsky. It is, you come out of his movies being like, oh, that was intense. It's an emotion <laughs> you're invested in. There's suspense. And yeah. It's, it's always this game. And I don't know if you've seen The Fountain. It's very. I haven't. It, I've it's, heard a lot about it. I have it on DVD. I can, yeah. I can lend it to you. No, please do. <laughs> um, I, it's very, um, it's beautiful and it's very spiritual. Is I don't believe it's very Christian, but um, yeah, he's kind of a sort of the modernist thinker. Just I mean, kind of comes at everything really? like he doesn't. It's almost like I'm not sure what this guy believes, but he's sort of 
pouring forth like, well, if this is true, here's how you should follow like reality. It's, I think his movies are kind of trippy, but they're totally trippy and, <laughs> and really give you a, the insight, like, um, from uh, just the scenes I've seen of mm-hmm. Requiem for yeah. a dream, like as soon as my kid turns like 12, I'm being like, you think drugs, drugs are cool. Watch this movie. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's kind of a scared straight type of thing. Yeah. And most of his movies are, it's, it's a very harsh look at, uh, whatever field he's choosing to show. But sure. anyway, in Noah, uh, it's kind of exciting because Anthony Hopkins is in it. Um, yeah. And Russell Crowe. Who's pretty much amazing. Yeah. Has he been in a bad movie? I don't know. I, no. I, no, I don't he think hasn't. you're don't, right. You don't even have to think about it. It's, this wow, isn't like the Nicolas Cage. Why did I waste Cage, my time? Like, yeah. uh, 50% are horrible. 50% are like, I don't know. Was I good? This is Russell Crowe. It's amazing. Wait, The Good Year. I don't think that was a great movie. I think <sighs> don't burst sorry. my bubble. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. But no, he's amazing. He Gladiator. Gladiator. Um, and Emma Watson. Yeah. Who's who's actually starting to really catch on fire. Like, of, of Which all is the, also a good movie. She's not in, though. Uh, I feel of the Harry Potter troupe. Yeah. The, the, like, you see... Uh, What's his name who plays Harry Potter? You're like, oh, that's Harry Potter. Oh, that's Ron Weasley. Oh, but when you see Emma Watson, it's like, oh, she's kind of outgrown Harry Potter, which is really, really hard for any actor or actress to do. So... Anyway, cool. um, yeah. So, so it's coming is, out. When we're recording this, I think it's going to release this Friday. Yeah, you're so right. You guys hear this mm-hmm. is probably already hitting theaters, and either it bombed or it's doing amazing. I'm not even sure. We don't. We don't know. <laughs> we don't it's know. not out. We, so let us know how it did. <laughs> we did we're not, in the dark here. We did not get the official invite for the screening. You are in the future. Please, can, please let us know in the past here yeah. what happened. Uh, but I figured, like, hey, I I want to see it because. I mean, there's for some reason already a lot of controversy surrounding oh. the film because Aronofsky is not a I don't even think he's a Christian. I'm not sure what he is. But, you know, when you ever have someone who isn't necessarily Catholic or Christian making a movie with religious themes, you're going to have lots of opinion on the matter. So um, I think there's a lot of controversy surrounding it when people haven't even seen it yet. So for me, I'm going to re- withhold judgment like, hey, maybe he got a bunch of stuff wrong, but it's still going to be entertaining. So and maybe at the end of this, we can talk a little bit about like, well, what does it mean to see movies as a Christian? Like, what does all that mean? But I think it's going to be so cool to, to see and find out like, hey, what did he get right? And what did he sort of, you know, we, we've heard this story and we've maybe visualized in our mind's eye. But like, what does it mean to really see this? Like on the like, what would have yeah. really happened had this uh, taken place? So we're going to talk about a little bit. Just some cool stuff, because I think it's cool as a Christian to like, ah, if I'm going to go to see a movie that maybe even has that is overtly Christian or has Christian themes to kind of come at it with an angle of, well, like, let's make sure I know what the story is first. So when I see it, I'm not like, wait, is that really in the story of Noah? Like, I don't remember. So it's cool to kind of know a little bit before we go into it. So the story of Noah, like this destruction of the world and the cleansing of the earth. Like, what does that mean? Um, and the promise of God and the rainbow. Uh, I think it's really cool. And there's a lot here. I was just looking at this a little bit earlier. Um, and just, I think it's cool to focus on, I mean, there's a lot there, but there's a cool to focus on how Noah and the ark are a type of 
Noah as being a type of Christ and the ark is a type of the church. What? A type of Christ. A type. Right. So bring it on. Uh, this yeah. is a new term to me. Sure, sure. Uh, like the ark, a type of Christ. Okay. Noah, a type of Christ. <laughs> what? So a type in sort of church lingo is like a person, a place, a thing that points to a future mystery. So a lot of people, like, I don't know if, especially around, um, we hear like the beginning of Genesis and the, and the, the origin story. We hear of Adam as being the first Christ. And sometimes if you've ever heard of Christ as being like the second or the final Adam, we refer to Adam as being a type or something that prefigured Christ and the coming of him. So Adam, by his actions, brought sin into the world, prefigured Christ in that Christ sort of redeemed what Adam did in that he took sin out of the world. So we sure. look as Noah as a type of Christ in someone that was sort of involved in this waters, this cleansing of sin, mm-hmm. someone who prefigured Christ because Christ came and with the waters of baptism, sanctified that, made it a sacrament, uh-huh. raised it up and brought sin out of the world, just like in a way Adam did. So we or Adam, Noah did. So Noah is a type of Christ. Wow. Kind of a little church thing. That's there. kind of a cool. Yeah. I mean, lots of things can be a type of Christ. Yeah. I mean, there's, you read the Old Testament, it's riddled with like just analogies and prefigurings of, well, this is going to point us to like the final, like salvific act of Christ on the cross or. Now, here, here's a question. Um, obviously, there's a lot of stories out there, such as. Uh, Star Wars or uh-huh. no, I'm going somewhere Luca. with it. The Matrix yep. that the do they follow the story of Christ. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's like this little nobody uh, kid happens to be picked and chosen to be the one and mm. ends up saving the world. Yeah. Would would Luke Skywalker be a type of Christ? I think it's cool that we could look at it that way. Absolutely. I don't think that like necessarily the church will deem. Well, like, I don't think the Pope's going to say like, Hey, if you watch star Wars, you will be like spiritually renewed because you focus on sort of the struggles and the, the dark, the darkness that Luke has to go through. And, and it's not going to happen. But to that effect, I mean, we could spend a whole podcast on the matrix and maybe we should because Definitely. the matrix is actually, I don't know if you know this matrix is based off the religion of Gnosticism, which came about a little bit after Christianity was born hmm. in that Gnosticism borrowed a lot from Christianity and sort of also created some of their other gods of the other gods being Morpheus as well. And, hmm. you know, Trinity is a character in there. So they took all of that. And, and if you actually look at the movie, the matrix, it follows the religion of Gnosticism very closely, which also has a Christ figure in it, which is, wow. which and- is Neo. The, I love the Matrix. <laughs> the Ark is the Nebuchadnezzar. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Actually, no, what is... Uh, that's the... It's King Nebuchadnezzar, right? Which is a biblical figure and... Yeah. Huh. Anyway. Anyway, so... Getting uh, back on track. It, Noah. If you haven't learned, we are complete <laughs> nerds and we probably yes. shouldn't even be around microphones. Wait, I don't know why someone hasn't come in here and cut the cord. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we locked the door. <laughs> we did lock the door. So, yes, back to Noah. Okay. 
Yeah. So this isn't just something we're making up like as Christian, like, hey, it's really cool. Like, ah, you know, water's cleansing, water's of baptism. Hey, that ties in really well. It's great. But if you actually see in scripture, they they do it for us, right? It wasn't something we just made up. But if you were to look at First Peter chapter 3, um, you see that uh, Peter is talking about how the flood really did prefigure the sacrament of baptism. He said, God waited patiently in the days of Noah during the building of the ark in which a few, that is eight persons, were saved through water and baptism, which this prefigured now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with the angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. So, like, Peter gives us this saying, like, hey, he was a, a type of Christ. He specifically basically says that. Um and I think it's really cool. There's all these little cool things that the early church fathers sort of focused on and meditated upon. You know, well, what else is there in the story that also prefigures the church? And some of it's just maybe for our own spiritual benefit, maybe came about by happenstance, or maybe God really did mean every single detail to mean that it prefigured something about the faith, which is probably what I would think, like if God is this all-knowing being, I'm sure he meant every little tiny blade of grass to prefigure something. Why wouldn't he? He's He knows everything. He is brilliant and and kind of a poet when you look at yeah, it from the big picture. I think so. So I'm going to spit some cool things out okay, that I was doing some research on. The, the on crazy, different... it's not, happenstance isn't a word. Yeah. It is? Intentional. Intentional somethings. Poetic. I don't know. Um, it's not a how metaphor. the ark is a type of Christ, and it's a type. Okay, type of Christ. I like this term, <laughs> type of Christ. Yes. All right. Go. Okay. So one thing I thought was cool: um, baptismals fonts when we get baptized in whatever. Typically, I'm not even sure if that's true here at Saint Anne. If you look at the old baptismal font, I think it has eight sides. But almost every baptismal font in a Catholic church, and even sometimes Protestant churches, have eight sides. So they're octagon-shaped, because if you remember, there were eight people on the ark that were saved. So baptismal fonts have eight sides. So it's kind of cool that we still keep that around, because there's a good connection between the saving waters of Noah's time and the saving waters of baptism. Also, I mean, eight is an important number in Scripture. Jews... Um, they're born, or Jewish boys, I guess, were born eight days later. They were brought into the, the covenant of God through circumcision. So there was had to wait eight days. And if you see this in scripture, even after Christ is born, he, he has a, the presentation at the temple, right? That's eight days after he's born. Um, Christ rose from the dead on the eighth day. Well, not, no, I mean, yes, he rose on the third day, but on the eighth day of the week, he rose from the dead. So there's this sort of this new beginning, bringing into a covenant, number Wait, eight, kind of cool. Eighth day of the week? What are you so talking about? on the Jewish calendar. Oh, okay. The not eighth the, day of the week. The, they're not be. on the seven-day calendar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, they're on the seven-day calendar, but the next day, the that eighth day. Okay. The eighth yeah. day. Okay. Got it. The Check. Sabbath would be considered... The Easter yeah. Sabbath Sunday. Yeah. Got it. All that. Good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, kind of cool. Uh, other random stuff. Uh, the ark had one door into it, right? And we see that in Genesis six sixteen. And Jesus, in John ten nine claimed to be the door to salvation. So you had to enter through Christ as a door in order to receive salvation. So Noah and his family had to enter through the one door to receive salvation through the destructive waters. 
kind of cool. Um, St. Augustine focused a lot on the story of Noah. I mean, he spent years and years focused on almost every aspect of the faith, but he did a lot on this and, you know, talking about um, sort of the wood of the cross that we're saved through that as my, very much as Catholics and the wood of the ark is what we're, what Noah and his family were saved through and the waters of baptism that were saved through and the waters of the destruction that make that water in a way sort of save them of, from the sin of the world. Uh, kind of cool. Uh, pause. Yeah. I, I heard um, some of these controversies right now for the movie Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a fellow, and I forget his name, but he is so upset with the inaccuracies of Noah that he's making his own film. and Of the movie? Of, of the, the movie. Okay. And, and uh, I think he's a fanatic. He's making his own version of the Noah of the Noah movie, but the like claymation. Well, what's interesting is people are like, "What's inaccurate about it?" He hasn't proven that he's seen the movie yet, and his only source, uh, he says, the wood of the ship (laughs) is not true to the to and that he's so upset with this they use scotch pine when it was this other (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was clearly cherry oak and i don't know and and so uh yeah i don't know so look for it on youtube he's putting forth the effort to really make a historically accurate thank goodness (laughs) uh yeah so it's on youtube for free so it might as well he's already made it yeah he's already made it Holy cow. Yeah. People have too much time. <laughs> yep. Okay, cool. Uh, anyway, so his door to salvation is apparently the proper wood door. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> but this door also was not just anywhere. It was a door on the side of the ark, which apparently is also very important, according to St. Augustine. Um, and that the Noah, his family, the animals all enter the ark through the door on its side. And this is an analogy or a way in a type, uh, to the way in which we enter the church through the side of Christ, because when Christ is up on the cross on the wood, he's pierced in the side and blood and water flow forth. And we are saved through the waters of baptism and through his blood in the Eucharist. So we too enter salvation through the side of Christ. Like they entered through the side of the ark. Um, and then finally, there's all this other cool stuff, and there's lots of fun little analogies. Look up what the church fathers thought about Noah. Really interesting. Uh, but the last one, God was the one who closed the ark, which is interesting in Scripture, and that Noah did all this building, but the final act of before the flood comes, God does the final act. So once his family and the animals are in the ark, God closes it, which is sort of showing that God wants to make sure the good, like the good, is completely safe, right? So, mm. you know, it's it's sort of it doesn't. It's not just us that are sort of doing the salvation. Saint Saint John Chrysostom, a beautiful early church father, talks about it's not just us. We're not just building this on faith. We're not just sort of building our life or the ark on faith. But God also has to act and make that final act of salvation. So, I don't know. It's cool. It is cool. A little bit about Noah. It's a Go see the movie. I mean, maybe it's totally goofy and people are like, oh, well, it's just about saving the animals and about ecology. And it's like, well, <laughs> that wasn't really in the Bible, but fine, put it in there and we'll say, oh, that's not there. But I still think there's a, a funness to it and a value to it. And you can kind of look at it with a discerning eye and say, this is still interesting. And, you know, he had a 
I don't know. Yeah, no, I, it's <laughs> totally. I I'm definitely gonna see it. Yeah, definitely. As am I. We should go. We should get a Saint Anne thing going. Let's do it. I'm in. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter and say, hey, let's get a little Noah group. Yes. We'll rent out an entire theater. You can do that, by the way. You can rent out and like go to AMC and say, I want that entire theater. Wow. We're going to fill it. We'll have to add the numbers first. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Not just the two of us. No. Like Mystery Science Theater. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, funny, funny. Um, Moving on. I just, I did want to mention to everybody, I know we've been beating this drum for a while, but it is Lint. That was not necessary. <laughs> it is Lent, and um, confession is every Catholic church in the diocese, Wednesdays from 6 to 7. Yeah. I actually just went today. Feels good. My sins have been ab- absolved. Yeah. I, it, well, I Every time, if you put in the effort and, and you you know just really not hide anything and really say hey here's my sins lay it out which is not easy Mm -hmm. it comes back five ten fold you know and once that once like when the priest had his hands up and he's like i'm gonna absolve your sins and he starts his his prayer i i was smiling and i was almost giggling (laughs) so (laughs) uh, no i mean it's a really personal great thing that yeah. I, I think everybody should do multiple times a year. <laughs> <laughs> and so does the church. It, it so does, does recommend that. I think it's maybe it recommends twice a year or once a year. I don't even remember. I should know this. I don't know why I don't, but we should be going at least during like the Christmas season, the Advent yeah. season and Lent, a very penitential seasons. Uh, but yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, but that's interesting. Just uh, you talking about the grace and the giggling, sort of like the graces you yeah. receive. If you look at some of the the maybe not the coolest. I don't know if there's a, a cool hierarchy in heaven. Like, hey, I'm a better saint than you. <laughs> but like some of the coolest saints, I think that the holiest saints that we've held up in the church have always like started off for some reasons like the biggest sinners. I mean, the quick Saint Augustine, like that man was into everything sinful in his life before he became the amazing holy man that he was because like we see like where sin abounds grace abounds all the more right so Hmm. the more we sin the more opportunity (laughs) maybe it's a twisted way of looking at it the more opportunity we have for christ to pour his graces upon us so yeah go to confession because every time you do it's a a beautiful blessing totally 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 um okay readings for this upcoming sunday the fifth sunday in lent uh, from the Old Testament, uh, the book of Ezra, chapter 37, verses 12 through 14. Psalms, chapter 30, verses 1 through 8. And then the New Testament, Romans, chapter 8, verses 8 through 11. And then finally, the gospel reading from John, chapter 11, verses 1 through 45. As we're getting farther and farther into Lent, the gospel readings are getting longer and longer. Which is good, but as we come upon Palm Sunday, it's always like, oh, we have the whole thing to read. Everyone stands up, and you know, you oh yeah, sort of look back and forth and crucify mm-hmm. him, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there you I go. Did. Well, sir, I think we made it to the end. We did. 
It's been a heck of a show. It's good. I like it. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, please uh, reach out to us. Uh, I know we said this already, but we have a Twitter. Mm-hmm. We have a Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have we a, have a mailing address too. Do we? <laughs> have we checked the mailbox? Lately? <laughs> we don't actually have a mailbox, but you can just send a piece of mail. Okay, seven two three one Mission Road. St. Anne, just send a care of Father Keith and those two crazy podcasters. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Um, That's our show. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Jay. And I'm Shaw. God bless. Go see Noah.